Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC 825. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, it's our last week with Robert behind the glass. We want to thank him for making sure we got on the air okay. Uh, Jeff needs some tissues. Yeah. He's, he's going to have a hard time with this. Um, but we'll, we'll say more to him later. You know, he'll hopefully get us some good stats, make me sound smarter than Jeff, which is difficult. Oh, you're, you're putting pressure on him on the last show? Pretty much. Yeah, really? I don't want him to just get you, out You're asking easy. for stats. I don't, I don't want him to get out easy. I wow. want him to have to do a little bit today. You want so, him to miss it. Um, hopefully in a few minutes he'll, yeah. he'll get our guest, Ricky Vitalico, on the line so we can talk a little sign stealing mm-hmm. because Major League Baseball who's, blew who's, up today, <laughs> this week, Jeff. Today? This week. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting week in baseball, <laughs> that's for sure. 10% of the managers were fired. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's something. <laughs> we'll, we will get there and talk all about For those that. trying to do the math, that's three. <laughs> um, you are going down to the Sixers game tonight, uh-huh. correct? Yeah. You're not going directly to the Sixers game, though. <laughs> Why do you find this so funny? I'm amused by the fact that your son has a car, but you're going to drive all the way back over to get him to come back to the game. I don't know why. It's called being a dad. I know. I'll yeah. be doing it, too. Right now, my kid. Or a sucker. One or the other. Right now, my kid just yeah. has me take him to a parking lot with a tractor but, in it and stand But look, on a serious note, we, we've talked about this for years. Yes. You know, th- this is Sports is a chance for you to bond with your kid. Yeah, no. And, I, I, and so... You know, as 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 humorous as it is, and it is humorous that I am going to literally drive past the stadium <laughs> so I can come back to the stadium because the car that he has, we don't want to get scratched at the stadium. <laughs> and it, for our listeners, I didn't plan to talk about this, but somehow pre-show, yes, pre-show Jeff blurted this out and I was like, oh, OK, that's interesting. But but the fact is those those games and, uh, you know, it's countless hundreds of different sporting events. Yeah, the experiences. It, it's like your kid's going to you know, go away to college, and so these are the things. And then I'll just have to go with you until your kids are old enough. Poor, poor and you. And then I'll have to find somebody that poor, wants to go. Poor you. Yeah. Look, I was outside playing t-ball with my son last Sunday when um, when, it Chiefs, was, when it was when it was 80 the, degrees. When the Chiefs gave up 24 points. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize the game. I thought the game started at four instead of you three. You had no idea that the Titans were just going to do that. Huh? No, I wasn't prepared yeah. for it. But by the time I turned it on, it was 24 to 24 at that point. Wow. How did that happen? Uh, it was a, That was an insane, insane game. How do you? How are you not up by 24 points and not sitting there going, all right, we got this under control? It was actually the fake punt. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. By the way, it wasn't the Titans. It was. Um, Why do you do this on the air? I don't know. I forget. The Houston Texans. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to let you. How does there Bill O'Brien still have a job? Well, that's a larger question. Like, like if I say the word, if I say the name Bill O'Brien, do you think great coach? No. Not at all. No, and 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 by the way, he's been especially in the playoffs given the talent, more times than not. Especially given the talent that he. Well, that's has it. There. I mean, for some reason, even though he is he's taken that team to the playoffs more times than not, there's just nothing special about. I don't know what it is about him, but there's nothing special about the way he coaches. And look, that the whole way he handled. You know, not just punting the ball made no sense to me when you're up by that much. You want to get into NFL first? You want no, to go back all to right. The Sixers? Yeah, go back to your Sixers. All right, let's go back to the Sixers. Because that's all good and happy news. They're 18 and two at home, but they've got six. They've lost six straight games on the road, where they're seven and 14. What are you expecting to see tonight down there against the Bulls? Well, it's against the Bulls. Yes. Okay, so I'm so we'll f- qualify everything you're going to say. And it, <laughs> And it is at home. Okay. So what I'm expecting to see is a win. However, it will likely not be an easy win. What will usually happen with the Sixers against lesser opponents is they'll go up by a bunch at the end of the third quarter or so, 
And then all of a sudden, about five minutes into the fourth quarter, they just the other team creeps back in. They usually get within three or four points. And then the Sixers will take control and they'll win by 11. And that's what will happen. And everybody will think that everything's okay, but everything is not okay because then they'll go on the road and they'll just get destroyed by somebody. They're a much better three-point shooting team at home than they are on the road. Yeah, but During their six-game road skid, they shot 25% combined from the road. But they're not a good three-point three shoot, three shooting team. Okay, well, that gets all. to my first question. You hear you already asked mentioned the question, for so it. it's not your first question. Well, okay, my next question. Okay. I'm glad that we could straighten that out. Yes. Glad to be on there with grammar police. Uh, <laughs> rumors now about a potential Robert Covington trade. You do that trade? When he was here, so let me ask, answer your question with a question. I don't answer when questions. When he was there, when you know he was I don't here, take sides on anything. Were you comfortable him being the answer as your three-point th- shooting threat? No. No. So then how is he going to be your answer by bringing him back? I didn't tell you It he just was. means just he's better than J.J. Redick. But uh, we don't have J.J. Redick. So n- now is that the answer? Look, I like Robert Covington as a piece. But is Robert Covington better than Matisse Thibel? I would say no. As a three-point shooter? No, I don't think he is. You don't think he's a better three-point no. shooter? Uh-uh. Defensively, Tybalt's, you know, Right. Well, that, but that's what Covington's, that's his signature, too. It was lockdown defense, and then every once in a while getting hot, but he also was tremendously cold for long periods of time. So I don't see, if Covington is not the guy, if I'm going to, whatever assets I'm going to have to use to give up someone, I'm not using what little assets I have to go get Covington. Uh, Joel Embiid is practicing again, not contact, but he's out there. Practice? We're talking about practice? We are talking about practice. Uh, The the team has struggled some without him on the court. Some. Some. You are the master of underestimating. I don't know where. I'm at a loss for where this team goes because without moving one of your big two, I don't understand how you make the changes you need to make Uh, these pieces Somebody's coming around to Jeff's side of the table. I'm not really coming around because I don't have an answer. I just have questions about... All right, so I'm going to pose a trade to you. Ready? And I didn't tell you about it beforehand. I'm so so bad at these. You you know how much I like putting you on the spot and how much you really like being put on the spot. Well, I hate imaginary trades, too. Okay, so here's the trade. Jimmy Butler... And Eric Spolstra for Brett Brown and Ben Simmons. Yeah, I would probably do that, but that's not going to happen. Why not? Because it's not going to happen. It's ridiculous. Because Pat Riley's smart. Because this choice was the Sixers to make last year, and they chose Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. Because everybody thought that the choice was between Tobias and Jimmy. It wasn't. The choice was between Ben and Jimmy. Right. Because they can't be together on the same team. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying you want Jimmy here, then Ben's gone. I'm not telling. And by the way, I'm not saying Jimmy Butler is the ideal point guard because he's not the ideal point guard. I think you still need somebody else that could play the point. But the problem with the Sixers has been and remains that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid do what they want when they want, how they want. There is no coach, as far as those two guys are done. And 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 those two guys have. What have they done to improve themselves from last year to this year? Well, we could have dead silence for an hour on that because the answer is nothing. Because Ben Simmons is not shooting from outside. 
even though we heard that he was going to shoot from outside. I saw and, lots of videos all and, summer long. Uh, that's right. That's and, and and then I saw a game against China where, where he shot one and everybody went bananas he over it. He shot in college, too. That's what I don't understand. Uh, yeah, he shot some in college. He did shoot in college. It wasn't what it is now. Right, but but it is it is impossible not to see for everybody who watches a basketball game the impact of not shooting from outside, which is just everybody collapsing. Is there a way to work around his lack of three-point shooting? Can you put him in a position that's... Yes, how? What's the way? Make him the four. Okay, so you make him the four. How do those dominoes fall? Does Horford come off the bench now? It's an expensive bench player. No, Horford gets traded. Okay. So, who? so if if you're gonna if you're gonna do what I would do, yes, Drew Holiday for Horford, just straight up. You think the that they up. would do that? Yep. Um, if they do it now, Zion Williamson's coming back next week, so I don't know how that changes what the Pelicans will. You excited and won't to see do. him? No, I was excited to see him when I had tickets to see him, and he <laughs> wasn't here. <laughs> it's always about you, Jeff. Right. It's never about the greater uh, NBA good um, or other fans. It's about John Morant's apparently not excited to see him <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> He's got a, a beef, but um, if if I if I was the general manager, the trade that I would be trying to make would would be that trade: bring Drew Holiday, put him at the point, get rid of Horford, sign Pell to a to a full contract, and get rid of the two way deal, and tell Ben you're playing the four. But but the problem with all of that ben is Ben doesn't want that. Ben wants to be the point guard with the ball. Fine. Ben wants to be the point guard with the ball, but we also don't have a coach. And by the way, this is a coach who's known Ben since he's a, a, a young tyke, yeah. right? Not since they drafted him. Right. So he should be able to go to Ben and say, "Look, Ben, we have a chance to win the championship this year, and in order to do that, we need you to do this." Do you think that they do have the champ chance to win a championship if he's shooting is that their no only no problem? no I, I just i just told you the other solution which is if you fine ben you don't want to shoot you've made it clear i said i asked you to shoot at least one three-pointer a game and you went about a month without shooting one so you're not going to listen to me as the coach then here's the deal listen to what's going to going to be best for your teammates and what's going to make you a legend in this city what do they go play the four and then you can look like the guy who sacrificed his game in order to in order for the better good what are they waiting for with Norvell Pell in terms of converting that contract? Apparently, it, it hurts. And I, the I know cap. people are saying, like, why are you asking about a bench player? But at this point, with them beat out and some of your options, he seems to be a, a better option in the game than Kyle Quinn at times. Well, he he's he's a, a lockdown defender as far now. There are times that people get by him. If you've noticed, um, I don't know how good his footwork is at, at times. By the way, but, Mike, Mike Vito texts uh, old board op who's out yeah. there doing stuff. He says, yes, they do have a chance to win the championship if he shoots. Well, Mike, he's not going to shoot. <laughs> so so you can you can all add this giant if in there if you want to. Ben's not going to shoot the ball. His coach asked his, his agent in a press conference to get him to shoot. It didn't work. He still hasn't taken a three-point shot. He hasn't heavy. taken a three-point shot. He barely will take a shot outside of the key. We're over a month now, aren't we, since he shot a three? Way over a month. Why is this so hard? Apparently, he just doesn't have the confidence to do it. Okay. I mean, that's that's. Uh, it, I don't believe that Ben is, sits in a game and purposely says, I have a shot here, but I'm not taking it because Brett Brown told me to. I don't believe he's a bad guy. I believe that he is 
he is only comfortable in his little tiny comfort zone of being able to do the things that he does well, and he's not willing to try it. And if you look at somebody like Giannis, Giannis wasn't comfortable shooting threes, and he kept doing it. Are you surprised at the lack of fit for Al Horford? On this offense, no, I, mean, I knew it. I, 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 did I you really? Because I, I was. Because remember, look, I was on board with it. That's and right. So, but if you go back and, and listen, I thought they could work together as a four-five, and if, if, if that just if doesn't Rob work. If Rob was going to be here longer, he'd find. Then I would ask him to go find it because I'm telling you, I didn't think that Horford was a good fit. It did not make sense to me to bring a guy who is a natural five here and put him at the four. It, it just clogs things up. You and he and Joel do the same thing. Actually, Horford does some of those things better, but Embiid has more skill and is younger. So, but it just it, it it doesn't work. You need you need somebody who's a traditional power forward, and he's not that, especially so, at this at this age. Saw Alan Crabb move this week uh, not to the Sixers, the, not to the Sixers, but right. Atlanta. Uh, who who's out there that you would want to see? You mentioned Drew Holiday, right? Uh, any other pieces out there? There have been a couple guys mentioned from Detroit. The problem is, is one of them, the guy from Duke. I, I can't think of his name right now, but but he's an he's an issue. By by the way, just so if you heard the sound, that's actually the kid texting me about what time I'm coming back across the border to pick him up. <laughs> Apparently, he's not uh, listening to the show because no. <laughs> he would he would know that, that we're having a great conversation about it. <laughs> yeah, I. I I, the the problem is there's really no great fit other than somebody like Holiday. I I I don't want D'Angelo Russell for Ben Simmons. To to me, that's not an answer. No, I know people keep thinking that's an answer. D'Angelo Russell is not the guy I want. Bradley Beal wants out of Washington. Apparently, unhappy. You that's think? a shooter. But then, what are you doing with Jason Richardson? Well, can you, Josh uh, Richardson? I mean, Josh Richardson. I always mix it. I'm up. glad you're screwing up names because yeah. well, normally it's, it's me. F- it's Friday. Do you ever listen back to our shows and you hear yourself? <laughs> I told screw you, something no, up? I don't. I, I so <laughs> I'm the one that that will mix it and put it up on the uh, out for the podcast. Yeah. And, and every once in a while, like it'll be playing, and I'll hear myself say something that I know that I knew. All right. Before we talk, but we don't about have to emphasize it. So now back to the point, Richardson. Yes. What are you going to do with Richardson? Unless, ding, 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 you then say to Ben, go to the four, put Richardson at the point, and then put Beal at the shooting guard. Then you got yourself a national cha- I mean, a championship Yeah, team. but what do, you, what do you move to get a Beal? Like, Horford. You and, think that's and, enough? And pick. No, and you're going to have to move a pick. But you can't move a uh, first-round pick until 2022, I well, thought. Well, I thought that's one of the restrictions wait, that wait they a, have. Okay, until 20, you can't move a pick for the year yes, 2022. Yes, until... So that's what you do. 2022 yeah. at this point. You think a team's going to wait that long to build up? I, I just think Who, that... the Washington Bullets? I think that this is... And yes, I said that ...fans wishing for something as opposed to uh, the reality that could actually happen. You know, I, I think it's... Well, like, I don't think Bradley Beal's going to happen, but I think the Drew Holiday is somebody that could happen. Okay. He's an older player. That, that t- the Pelicans are a rebuilding team with a ton of, of youth. Can I set you off, I by the way? What? Uh, did you catch Markel Fultz the other night? No, I didn't catch <laughs> Markel Fultz. I'm enjoying the people that are rewriting history of uh, now the Sixers gave up too soon on Markel Fultz because he got a triple-double against the Lakers. It's ridiculous. They were very patient with him. He was never going to turn into anything he has or had the potential to be as long as he was in Philadelphia. And 
the people that are coming out going, oh, whatever. This city treated him very well. They encouraged him at every moment. They cheered every shot he took, even when he missed it. And I enjoy the the history being rewritten over how he was treated on the way out on his way to Orlando. I still don't think he ends you, up you being. It, you know what it is? It's one of those things where they where they he needs something to motivate himself. So this is how he motivates himself. You know the the the, the rewriting history thing. If he wants to do it, that's fine. All all athletes kind of do that. So I'm not. I'm not going to lose sleep over the fact that that's what he's doing. Let's talk a little NFL until we can get Ricky. Uh, some retirements this week in the NFL. Antonio Gates and Luke Keekley gone for the gone from the league. Uh, surprised that at at 28 uh, he'd be retiring at this point. Does that surprise you at all? Or are we going to? Is that a trend that we're going to start well, to see? Well, come on, Luke. Luke's had a, a lot bunch of, of a lot of head injuries. Yeah. I mean, so he's he's dealt with a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's that's the exception, isn't it? I mean, Luke Kinkley, did you think he was going to come back and play after the last one? Because he was out for a while. I was surprised he came back this season and played. Right. So he's one of the people that I was always concerned about his all right, so now, because now, of the way that he Now calls. I'm going to ask you a question: Is is he a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. He's only 28, but he, I believe he's been an All Pro seven straight years. I don't know if he has the longevity in his career to get in. I think that that's the issue right there. So I don't know whether they put him in. Now, Harold Carmichael made it this year. Hey, congratulations, right? It's about time. An eagle. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Will the Eagles retire his number now? Well, now they have. Because you, you have been asking me that question. Yes. Yes. So now you have your answer. Now uh, they will, right? I mean, now there's no excuse not to, right? Yep. Uh-huh. There's no excuse not to do it. Okay. Now there's no excuse to start talking baseball. All right. You go. Let's t- let's talk some baseball. I know that you'll Even be Even though happy. it's 19 degrees out. Go ahead. You take it away, and let's talk some baseball. Hey, Ricky Batago, how are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Good. You stealing any signs? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, way to dive right into that one, Jeff. <laughs> well, this is incredible, isn't it? I mean, three jobs. Just bang, bang, bang. Lost right away. I mean, that, that that's going to be rough on those teams. I mean, when you really think about it, you're talking about going into a new manager in January. Yeah, camp that's, opens that's in a month. Not a good time. <laughs> in some of these places. I, I'm guessing you're not going to get a lot of sympathy from Philadelphia to the Mets having to scramble for a manager, though. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure they're chuckling, yeah. to say the least. So I got a question. Uh, that's just how they are here. The Mets, the Mets are like the devil here, <laughs> no doubt. Well, and the Mets are also disorganized. I mean, they're a mess. Whatever they do now to try to clean this up is, is only going to make things worse. You would. Well, yeah, I don't know how much, I don't know how it can get better for them. I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, sitting on a on a manager that you thought was going to be the right fit, and all of a sudden it, it does it's not working for you. That that's not easy to do. I, I know the Astros what tried talking to Showalter almost immediately, right? Yeah, so. they didn't waste any time, and that was smart of them to try and do it. I mean, these reports were out here for a while that MLB was going to crack down. Were you surprised by? The extent of what baseball produced and the punishments that they gave? I, I don't know. I, I don't think so anymore. Because uh, it's misuse of information. I mean, when you really think about this, where does this stem from? To me, it stems from instant replay. I mean, I, I just, just follow me on this. You think about instant replay and where it has gone, and now people have the video right behind them. And, you know, the manager wants people to go see what's going on on a play to see if he should throw in the towel and see and have it replayed. This is, this is what I, I brought this up a long time ago that I think the biggest mistake is that I think the manager should have to say something with the naked eye. 
I think I Thank think it you. turned into a big mistake because you opened up way you opened up Pandora's box when you did this. Well, and that's the question now. You open Pandora's box. Where do you draw the line here? I mean, obviously the Red Sox have their own allegations, but now there's questions about the actions of some of the players. And if you go on Twitter and social media, people are speculating left and right. So how do they put the genie back in the bottle here with what they've done? I think what what happened is, you know, you go after the the responsible one. You know, if if you're in a class and and, you, and your class is going out of control, who are you going to blame it on? The teacher, right? That's why the manager is getting blamed for this. I know Beltron got blamed for it, but apparently he was part of it. Yeah, he so, was one I of mean, the people organizing it, apparently. Right. So yeah. so I mean, he's got to go. And 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 if you think about it, the Red Sox and the Mets, it, from what we understand, was a mutual agreement. Right. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean it wasn't like it wasn't like there's anybody out there saying no we didn't do it because okay. they were caught red-handed. Yeah, but okay. And, so, and, but that that's okay, the, that's the managers, okay? And, and the managers don't have the union that the players have. But the players in if if the stories that came out today are true over the last 24 hours about Altuve and by the way Ken Rosenthal had to know what he was asking when he asked that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if that's true that they were wearing these buzzers on, That's a big if. Under, yeah, but Major League Baseball in fairness but if they are, says there are. Right, but if they are, shouldn't the players also be suspended? Shouldn't something be done? Yes, we got rid Pete of the Rose teacher. what they should do. Yeah, well, Pete. I mean, I mean, they cheated, right? right? They cheated uh-huh. the game of baseball. I mean, here's 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 the issue. If you're on second base and you're stealing my catcher's signs, that's on me, the pitcher, and that's on me, the catcher, right? But when you're doing it through video and and you have time to study all these videos and you probably go back and study pictures and games before, it, it makes it easier, obviously. And as a I pitcher, think, how does that make you feel? If, if, if I caught somebody on second base, oh boy. pretty much the, the guy <laughs> up at bat's getting drilled. I mean, that's, that's just how it was back then, though. You know, if you want to cheat, you want, you want to try to pick up signs, go ahead. But if I catch you and I feel like you're picking signs, the guy standing at the plate is going to pay for it. Yeah, and then you're the guy that gets thrown out of the game. Oh <laughs> uh, no, not necessarily, because back then they let that go. That, they let you get away with a couple. Yeah, yeah but what there. what about now? If if if, if you were in Clay, let's say Clayton Kershaw's position, Kershaw has right. now been pegged as a guy who doesn't do well in the in the playoffs, and it turns out that that maybe he wasn't not doing well in the playoffs as much as people knew what he was about to throw in the playoffs. What is Kershaw I just think supposed it's to wrong do? All the way through, what's he supposed to? He can't do anything. Right. He's got to. He's got to trust the the process of Major League Baseball. Well, Major League Baseball found these people out, right? And if these guys were wearing buzzers or whatnot on their on their arms or whatever, I, I think they should be suspended. I mean, look, if you, I, I, I don't. If 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 somebody's going to come on here and say they shouldn't be suspended for that, then then you know what. That's wrong, because if you're caught cheating the game, you should be suspended. Guys are taking guys that get caught with steroids. What happens now? You're it's cheating suspended. the game. You get right. suspended. Alex Wood said he'd it's rather play simple. against somebody on steroids than somebody stealing signs. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, let's face it. These guys, number one, get to the big leagues because they're good at hitting a baseball, right? Yeah. Right. If if th- think about this, 
it turns into almost batting practice when you know what pitch is coming. Yeah, I mean, for our listeners who aren't familiar, in, in 2017, the playoff numbers, home away splits, Jose Altuve hit 472 at home, 143 on the road. Carlos Correa hit 371 <laughs> at home, 211 away. Brian McCann hit 300 at home, .037 on the road. Something that's, was going on there. I mean, that's yeah, staggering. That, that's, that's not a coincidence. I mean, that's just something that you look at and you say that there's something wrong. So There's wh- definitely something wrong there. So where does baseball go next? Three managers gone, draft picks gone, the owner and team fined $5 million. GM- Are they going to go to the players? I mean, the problem with going to the players is, number one, their yeah. union's going to stick up for them. You know that as well as I do. Um, number two is how do you go back and prove that these guys were doing things? It's got to be a word of mouth. If they say, I, well, I wasn't involved in that, then what could you do? There's got to be video. Uh, with with all the cameras around all of these guys, I guarantee you that, that somebody knows something. I mean, look, this all started. Didn't it start with Mike Fires coming out and giving an interview yes. and say this was going on? Ricky, yes, I- and I heard, some, I heard some people come on and say that it's uh, it was okay. Uh, or No, not okay for Fires to do that. If you go to a different team, it's free game at that point. I was going to ask you about that. There, there's been some talk that, that blames fires for violating a confidence of the locker room. Where do you come down oh, on, come on something on. like that? You know what? Don't tell a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the pitchers I mean, are the ones who are at the disadvantage. If, you know, if the hitter knows what's going on, it's the pitchers who are going to bear the brunt of that. Right. I like, mean, what, it, what is he it, supposed it, to do it, when he's pitching? Just let them do it. <clears throat> no. Yeah, just just hear just hear a trash can getting right. banged, and just uh, uh, what do you do? You <laughs> I mean, see, you, you're in a bad spot if you're Mike Fires. Yeah, you you've been around the game for a long time. Obviously, you know if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You hear that? There's there's sign yeah. stealing and things. Yep. You ever seen anything like this? This scope of what this? No, was? because it's it's enabled. It's, do you know what I mean? It's enabled now. You put video in the dugouts. You put video behind the dugouts. It's not right. Keep the video in the in the clubhouses and upstairs. All right. I, I have I have a suggestion. This is, this is where I have the biggest problem because I think instant replay should not be hold on, I gotta wait for the slow motion replay. It should be the manager thinks in his judgment right away that the play was wrong. All right, that, so I got I gotta ask a pitcher here. So I have instead of having all this instant replay and instead of worrying about all these sign stealing, why can't they just do what they do in football and and put a a little mic in the catcher or the pitcher and a little earpiece so that you can both communicate with each other and you don't have to worry about putting signs down? Well, because I guess the hitter could hear them, <laughs> could hear the catcher. I guess. I love when people. Just, you just I ruined my. I love whole when people idea. make Jeff look foolish <laughs> after but, he asks a question. I guess, Thanks, I guess. I guess the pitcher, you know, could put his glove over his face and say, uh, "Fastball, shake yes." I mean, but I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't know. It, it just I, it I, just I, seems like this is it's getting out of control, and I agree with you about not having all this this technology. But how are you going to take it away at this point? It's not necessarily taking it away. It's changing the rule of instant replay changes a lot of things. So what you would have them do is if if they can't look at it like before they challenge the flag. it, 
Yeah, they would have to they would have to throw it and then let it be challenged. They couldn't watch almost the technology like immediately. First. Okay, almost like immediately. Look, I, you I, mean I, not have the the coaches stand on the top of the dugout for sixty seconds and, and hold oh. their hand up at yeah. the umpire? Yeah, uh-huh. that's that that is the most annoying. Well, I saw Kapler do it all season last year, <laughs> and it's almost a, the problem is it's almost on every play. It is. Let's it, face it, baseball at first base is a bang bang play ninety percent of the time. Well, and, and, I mean, things like this make people... Look, I sat down a few months ago with Bud Selig, and when we were talking about the steroids, he kept talking about the integrity of the game. And he was the... Like, that was all I kept thinking about this week is, I hear that all the time, and then you see something like this. In a league that's also moving towards having legalized gambling on it, what does that do to people, their trust in the game, when they see something like this, this scope and this magnitude for what they're Well, I think think that's the bigger scope of things. I I think you've run into the big wall. It's that why in the world is uh, – the gambling thing is one thing, but when you have cheating going on, Major League Baseball has to – send out these things they have to get rid of managers that cheat there, there's there's no other way to look at it because of and i think let's face it if, if there wasn't all this instant replay and everything else this probably never would have happened and if there wasn't gambling then major league baseball doesn't think of it in a different realm that's too big but yes. now they have to they have to think of it just like you asked that question they have to think about it that while there is gambling is are people going to start thinking the games are crooked yeah, I mean, they're, if they're going to embrace it, then they, they have to truly embrace it and have some transparency there. I think that's what's the most damning thing about that for them right now. All right. So let's... Well, I'm just 100 percent sure that you move you move all the replay stuff back upstairs. That changes everything. All right. So let's move on to something just positive before we let you go. All right. This this, <laughs> this is the t- this is the time of year. Pitching catchers are a couple weeks from reporting. Uh, right. It's freezing up here. Do you miss this time of year and getting ready to go down there? I I do. Uh, I'd probably if what they start on like the tenth and eleventh this year. I probably would have already left. I mean, I, obviously, I live up north, but I mean, I probably would have already left just to get acclimated to the uh, to the weather. What's it? Because you don't want You don't want to go into spring training and go from like zero degrees to eighty and and you know just not be used to it. So I used to go down a couple weeks early and get used to it and kind of enjoy yourself a little bit with some of your teammates. A, a bunch of the, the, the young guys, the prospects, are already down there. People like Alec yeah. Boehm are down there. What was it like for you, and what 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 are these guys going through, guys that are on the cusp of, of they're coming to spring training, they get invited to big league camp for the first time. What is that experience like for them, and how much pressure is it for them? Well, for, for me, it was a lot more learning. I pretty much knew my first year in spring training I wasn't going to make the team. I was up there to get, you know, knowledge of what was going on, get to know the team up there, because within the next year or so, I was going up. So I was in a little bit of a different boat. A guy like Alec Baum, if he goes to spring training and tears it up, I, I, I don't know if you give the Phillies an, uh, an opportunity to send him back down. So I, I think for him – you still have to go in with the thought process of getting ready for uh, opening day. That that's always has to be your process. But obviously, if he's down there early, he wants to be ready for opening day of spring training. So he, he's probably got in the back of his mind that if I tear it up down here, I have an opportunity right in front of my face, which he's going to get the opportunity. But I think guys like a Spencer Howard, uh, I think that's an opportunity that's out there that if he pitches well, and he opens more eyes, 
yeah, he's probably going to be in the starting rotation. What's your feel as they head to camp for this team right now? Obviously, some additions last year, some questions about whether they have enough in the bullpen. Frankly, you were my <clears throat> my sanity watching after the games last year as they blew it <laughs> um, because you were basically channeling me throwing things at my television with my wife going crazy. And I'd be like, well, yeah. look, Ricky's doing it too, so clearly I'm not that off. Uh, no, which, it, was a, it was a rough season last year. <laughs> which, but it made for very entertaining TV after the games, i got to be honest. <laughs> Thanks. What's your feel as they head into camp right now with what they have? Um, I think offensively, I think they're good. Uh, I think the biggest question mark will be Reese Hoskins. I, I don't, I don't think anybody around baseball would would uh, disagree with me. I think he's one guy that has got to get his swing back because uh, the last three months of last season, I don't know what kind of swing it was, but a straight uppercut swing never works in baseball, especially for a right-handed hitter. Um, he was a lot more flattened out earlier in the season than years past. I think he's got to get back to that. So him going back to step A in the off season uh, was big for him and, and getting back to a point where he's comfortable. Uh, but like you said, the bullpen, the injuries that have been in the bullpen, um, to me, are the biggest issues that lie on that on that Phillies team right now. I, I, I just you had Adam Morgan hurt. You had Sir Anthony Dominguez, and that's a guy who bothers me because you never hear anything about his injury, and and that bothered me all last season. You never really heard anything until September. He's about ready to start a throwing program. That 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 didn't sit well for me. But I I also look at that fifth fourth and fifth starter position, um, and Jake Arrieta. Uh, can Jake bounce back after bone spurs? I had bone spurs, uh, but I came back same season like a month later, which wasn't a good idea. He uh, obviously took, what, six months off. He should be fine. So I think they're, they're solid one, two, three. I like Eflin in the four. Uh, but the number five, uh, I think most people around here would say, I'm tired of this scientific experiment with Pavetta and Velasquez. So I Jeff's, think that's Jeff is little, one of them. <laughs> that's a little bit more wide open for a minor leaguer to step in. Yeah. I, I really believe that. I mean, look, we, and we, I think they, I, I think they have plans for one of those two uh, guys going after the number five Velasquez or Pavetta to be a late reliever. I really believe that. Jeff's been screaming for Velasquez to be a late reliever for since we've been doing this I show. I think he'd be good in now. eighth, ninth inning job. Yeah, just take away some of his pitches and give him two pitches and, and one inning. Fastball, <laughs> curveball, move yeah. along. Yeah, and he's, yeah he's I'm, I'm, I'm on your I'm on your side. I mean, but I, I mean, like I said, the injuries out of the bullpen last year are those going to come back to haunt them this year? Let's hope not. Well, let's hope not. We'd love to have you back as we move forward. I'll always appreciate your take and uh, love what you're doing out there. So thanks for the time, Ricky. Absolutely. Thanks have, for having me, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Jeff, you feel so good about that. He agreed with you on instant on replay. On instant replay. He, he basically yeah. channeled your inner things that you dislike. Yeah. Which actually, he makes a good point about... But he knows what he's talking because about. Because there, there are so many more camera angles and so much more technology... The opportunity is there more now to do these things, not just a primitive sign stealing. The guy's looking on second base, but a telescopic lens or a banging of something with a buzzer or something like that. So I asked you off the air. I didn't want to ask Ricky, but 
Joe Girardi the manager of the Phillies if this doesn't happen? Because I don't think he gets fired no. in 2017. Well, if he doesn't get fired, the, then he's not the manager of the exactly. Phillies. He's not leaving his job in New York to come to the Phillies. So, I mean, things were changed because of this. All Those numbers are staggering, the, the by the world, way, from 2017. The world of, those splits. Yes, the world of baseball has changed. <laughs> but the problem is we have no idea how deep it is. I mean, you, you don't know if this was strictly one or two teams or, and, or whether this is a tree of people that all developed this and they all scattered throughout well it's definitely right? gonna be something so, to watch as we go forward yeah i also didn't ask him but i asked you off the air one of the gambling sites uh actually returned bets that were placed on the yankees in 2019 saying that uh the astros cheated and therefore they voided the bets as a lawyer what recourse do you think gamblers have for basically false products it depends it depends on uh, if it was one team and it changed you, you're still going to have to prove that you are damaged just because something you're wrong doesn't mean anything if you're not damaged as a result of it so unless you're able to the what the what major league baseball would have to argue is that nobody was damaged as a result of this right what's what is what is the damage <laughs> if you talk to yankee fans or dodger fans i think well, they would disagree with you they think they were damaged how are you going to prove that it literally changed the outcome of the game i, I don't because, know how you prove look, that but I, those splits are pretty i i, I, I agree you know rick ricky's a pitcher he can tell he he knows what it's like when you throw a pitch it's a hard thing to hit even if you know what's coming these are major league pitchers throwing 95 to 100 miles an hour, making a ball break from left to right or drop down off of the, off a table. It's still hard to hit it even if, I, I hate to tell you, if either of us go up to a plate and are challenged and said, by the way, he's going to throw a 95-mile-per-hour fastball and it's going to go right here, you're still not hitting it. No. So, so yes. I could these, leave my bat out there. In that right. spot, and I'd probably still or your miss wrists it. were break. I would probably still miss. Yeah, it'd so, be one well, of those. Well, that's what I did for TV. He also <laughs> agreed with you on Vinny Velasquez. Yeah, that you've been. If there's anything that you have championed since we have started doing this show together, yeah, it's Vinny Velasquez to the bullpen. <laughs> that has been the constant Jeff baseball talk. Okay, so this goes back to the Ben Simmons talk again because it, it's another situation where at some point you have to decide. You have to stop being stubborn, decide what's best for your career, where you can excel the most, and where you can help the team the most. And the answer for Velasquez for both of those questions is to be in the bullpen. I don't know if he'll be successful there, but it's just just like Ricky said, you, you take and you just relief pitchers use two pitches. Unless you're Mariano Rivera, and then you just used one pitch really well. I saw well. the video again the other day of him teaching Roy Halladay the, How the to throw cutter. Some, yeah, it's it's it is it's amazing. But so if you say to Velasquez, I mean, we saw him especially when he first got here. Remember, he had the what 19 strikeout game, so, and then got tired. Right. <laughs> well, then the rest of the season he's exhausted. But you, if you look at him in the first and second inning where he's throwing. 97 miles per hour, and he's still holding it back because he knows he has to go five innings because he knows he's not going nine. So if you tell him, all right, Vinny, just when, throw it. When you go out there, let it rip. And then, by the way, every once in a while, we're going to tell you to throw your curveball. It's it's a whole lot it simplifies different the game for him mentality, but also it, it goes back to what are the Phillies going to do? Are they going to have traditional relievers, or are we going to have this whole you know? Horse and pony show that we sit there and do. Oh, uh, you mean defined roles? The non-defined roles that everybody's now. We're going to have the openers. We're going to have guys 
go three innings. Oh, give me a headache. If we're going to do all go that there. nonsense, then none of this matters. But in the traditional baseball, he would be good at the back end of the bullpen. You want to do a break or you just want to keep talking? No, go ahead do a break. We'll do a break? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff doesn't want to talk to me anymore. That's right. We'll hit the break when we come back. NFL, college football, Flyers, take your pick. We'll name it. Sports lets people live their dreams, overcome obstacles, and achieve goals. But what's your unimaginable? Do you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself? To push your limits? The A Fatty clothing brand believes we're all capable of going far beyond we previously imagined. To overcome your obstacles and achieve your goals. Life gives you the chance to push harder, to dream bigger, and to do whatever it takes to conquer the unimaginable. And to do it with A Fatty on you, the original street leisure clothing brand. Taking you into the weekend with the latest news in the world of sports. With the biggest names on and off the field. It's the heart of sports each and every Friday at 4 p.m. on 610 ESPN. With former players, reporters, and commentators like Adam Schefter, John Runyon, Keith Jones, Trey Thomas, and Doug Glanville, Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen cover the agony and ecstasy of fandom while weaving in conversations about the impact of sports on society. That's the heart of sports, Fridays at 4 p.m. This is Dan Baker public address voice of the Philadelphia Phillies. And you're listening to The Heart of Sports with Jeff Cohen and Jason Springer. Welcome back to The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC 825. Jeff, I always enjoy hearing Dan Baker's voice when we come back. I from know. Break. And it just reminds me that even though it's 19 degrees outside, we're, it a, month, snow tomorrow, we're a month away from baseball is around the corner. Training, spring training so, so for those that are out in the western suburbs and beyond, the winter caravan started. Uh, and to me, that's always like the beginning of, of the beginning. You're going so, to Reading next week, right? Yeah, so next week we'll be high, our High Hope show. We'll be back in business uh, for another year season, three. year three. And we'll be out at in Reading. And uh, Joe Girardi will be there. Vinny Velasquez will be there. You can ask him there. if he still would have been the manager <laughs> of the Yankees. <laughs> Yeah, you want me to also ask, Vinny also ask Vinny whether or not he realizes he should be really good in the bullpen? Look, I here's um, the thing. All right, yeah. you talk to me about taking one for the team. Uh-huh. I think it's time you take one for the team no, out there. No, but it, it, for, for I think there might even be tickets available. So if you're interested, go, go to go to Reading Fighting Phil's website. But, Before we move off baseball, by yeah, the way, uh, you got more. Giants Gabe Kapler made some news. Hired Major League Baseball's first full-time female coach. Nobody ever said. Gabe wasn't progressive, right? No. No? We're, we're working on getting one of the first female coaches in baseball mm-hmm. on in a, in a few weeks to talk about it. But, uh, you know, big advancements for baseball there in terms of women well, involved. Well, in, in, in a bunch of sports. I mean, now you see that there's been an advertisement that's been running for a couple weeks now about the first female uh, coach, NFL coach. So, you know, these these are good advancements, and these are people that have – these aren't people that are just getting the jobs. These are people no, they, who these actually are people who cut their teeth it. and earned it. Yeah, exactly. They so. have definitely earned it. All right, let's go to the NFL. Uh, Chiefs-Texans, that was a shootout. That was No, that was an embarrassment. 51, I mean, we 31. talked about it a little bit beforehand. Bill O'Brien should not be employed. Kansas City Texans became coach. the first team to win a game by at least 20 points after trailing by at least 20 points in the same game in NFL history. It, it was it was brutal. Uh, were you How su- do you give up 51 points? Well, I mean, <laughs> they ran out of fireworks. That that was great. <laughs> that For our was listeners who didn't great. see, they ran out of fireworks because they scored too many points. And so they put up a sign on the the big jumbotron saying to our fans, "We apologize. We're out of fireworks for celebrations. We ran out of fireworks." Yeah, blame the coaches. Blame absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's their fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything surprise you about Packers Seahawks game? 
I, I no, except every every week I have to remind myself the Packers are in the playoffs. Like the Packers somehow they're the sneakiest thirteen win team you've ever seen. They are uh, Matt Lafleur is the first head coach to reach a conference championship since as How a old rookie is he, 16? since since Jim Harbaugh in two thousand and eleven with San Francisco as a rookie. Yeah, maybe he'll be the next Michigan coach. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's a separate <laughs> issue. The next to coach it. to lose God knows how many games the, against Ohio the State. The biggest upset of the weekend, the Titans over the Ravens. Yeah. Shocking. Did when anybody they see that coming? No. At Baltimore? Not Vegas. <laughs> That's for sure. Wow. Derrick Henry, dominant again, 195 yards rushing. That's to go with 182 yards the week before. He's you know, first... he's a free agent. He's Wow, really? Yeah. And so is Tannehill. How much money do you think he's going to command? Not not a lot because he's a running back. Because the NFL doesn't thinks that they could just replace running backs with running backs. But what Derrick Henry has done in this postseason has been amazing. Do you see how big he is standing next to Mark Ingram? He's, he is a bulldozer. He is a, a man. He, yeah. He, I mean, what he is doing and what he – but it's not just what the Titans did on offense running the ball down the Ravens' throats. It's the, it's the fact that the Ravens scored as little as they did after – Basically, Justin Tucker got a season off, except kicking extra points. He basically didn't have to kick field goals because they just kept going down and scoring touchdowns. San Francisco beat the Vikings 27-10. The Niners are the fifth team since 90 to advance to the championship game after winning four or fewer games the week be- the month the year before. Week, month, year. I'll get it right eventually. Is that a new <laughs> By the end of the show? Is that a new trend that you don't what? need a long rebuild in these in some of these leagues? You uh, I th- can turn I think it around. It's, I think it's hard to turn it. Or around is that just a product of they possible. had talent and Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't there? Well, I think they I think they had talent. Uh, I think that they drafted well. I think they got a linchpin on on defense and getting Bosa, and they already had a a, a good young core of defensive players. Do you like the and 3 p.m. starts of the playoff games, or do you prefer 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock? Uh, I prefer 1 and 4, 4 o'clock so I can do something in the evening. But yeah, 3 p.m. and 640. Well, 640 yeah. gets close to your bedtime. All right, so you, you never actually did the research to find out if the national championship game was between two of the same name teams, right? So, so now I'm going to give I you... I actually a- did do research, and I wasn't able to find it. I was able to find in basketball... Yeah. The Wildcats played each other. Oh, I didn't ask that question. It was Kentucky and Arizona, but yeah. it wasn't in the final. It was in the final four. Oh, so you still didn't answer the question then. I Even think the you, answer is no. You think? I, well, you got to be definitive on this show. Why okay. don't you All right, get so on some so, research no, then? So I'm, I'm Look, go- we both do this show together. So no. Okay? You know I'm how that giving works? you a homework assignment. <laughs> so, here's, so here's the next one, okay? So this weekend, yes. we have the two championship games yes. in the NFL. Yes. There's no varmints. Think about it. There's a Packers, there's Niners, there's Chiefs and Titans. Has there ever been the final four team that that none of them are are animal uh, nicknames? I didn't expect that question from you, and I'm not really going to give you an answer, but I did let you get that into the show. Uh Um, (laughs) Who are you picking? You got uh, Chiefs, Titans, uh, seven and a half point spread, Kansas Uh, City, the favorite. I think the Titans magic is gone after this week. I think think Andy Reid and the Chiefs are going to steamroll them. If Tennessee wins, it would make them the, just the third number six seed to reach the Super Bowl since it expanded to twelve teams in nineteen ninety. What was it? What were one of those? What were those other teams? Uh, I don't know. Oh, really? No, I, I don't know. Mm. I just I got you something. Right. And that, okay, so who you got in that game? I think KC wins it. I think it's Andy Reid's time to get there. Uh, I, I Is just, it Andy Reid's time to win? 
Well, that I don't know. I think they're no, going to be. I'm asking. I think you they're going to have a the, yes or no. You don't get. You I don't know, know that I don't take I the bait on yes or no questions. Well, you have to. Right I don't now. take sides. I sit to. on the fence. Uh-huh. I think Andy Reid will be favored, but I think it's who they play. I think they it's have a very a, spiky fence, and you can't sit. I it. think they have a much harder matchup against the Niners than I do think they have against the Packers. Okay, so there's my next question: Packers or who do you have in the Packers Niners game? So I think Niners, but I'm not <laughs> sold because I don't take sides. I sit on the fence, so that's sort of what so I do. The, to me, the, the question it it's really to me Steelers and the Giants for the other teams. By the way, okay. Thank you, Mike Vito. <laughs> <laughs> So Packers Niners to me the 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 real battle there is the Packers offense versus the Niners defense. And and to me I think that this year this Packers team is actually the off when was the last time the Packers had a balanced offense? Had a real running back the way that they do this year. And and I think that even though it's in San Francisco, I think that the Packers might actually pull this off. And you might Steelers, have a Packers Steelers, Chiefs. Packers. Vito was wrong. It wasn't Giants. Oh, well, then don't thank him. Now take back the thank you. All right, I'll take back the thank right. you. Uh, so so I'm not sitting so on the fence. So you're picking Green Bay and Kansas City. That's right. Okay. Wow. Well, could, that, could that be any more old school? I think it's Casey and the Niners. Yeah. So it's it's both of us and Casey. I think Isn't Casey, that a band? I think Casey actually wins it, um, but I just don't know. I'm not sold on either team. Okay. I know that shocks but if, you. But if you had, of these four teams... I think KC's the best team yeah. in there. Uh, as but, long as Mahomes is healthy. I mean, how do you stop the Chiefs? Well, that's what Tyreek Hill asked this week. There, there's just no way to stop this team. They have so many weapons and a quarterback that can get the ball to so many weapons. He's so good. I mean, they had a tight end. I think that he's – didn't he score his first touchdown last week? I mean, it, it, Travis Kelsey's going to play despite yeah. his injury. He's critical for that team. Uh, no, I don't see. You no, no, your, I don't think he is. I no. think I think he's extremely helpful. He's an incredibly being on the field at, at least as a decoy. A decoy is yeah, important. Yeah, but but um, they have so many we- weapons. They have gotten by and can get by. Will you without. plan your Sunday around this these games, or will you just you'll do whatever? And if you happen to catch it, yeah, no, I'll plan my Sunday around. It. Yeah, like I'll mm-hmm. like my wife laughed last week. I was like, I want to go to dinner someplace that I can watch the game. I just never like. I just, I just like I just want to watch the game. What a date you are. Please, it wasn't a date. It was with Brandon. We oh, had our three-year-old okay. there. It right. wasn't, there was like no romance about it at okay, all. We were all just right. going to have dinner someplace, right. so don't worry. All right. Uh, it's now 219 days until college football kicks off next year, Jeff. And? Did you stay up for the <laughs> no. championship game? No, I fell asleep. I had it on. The, the game ended at 1135 on the East Coast. Yeah. That's w- or, sorry. The fourth quarter started at, at 1135 35. on right. the East Coast. That's way too late. Here's what I can. How do. are you going to build a fan base if you're not? I have personal experience on. How yeah, I mean, look, building. your son's looking to potentially okay. go to LSU and Clemson and Clemson, and, and, and so I can tell you that he didn't stay up to watch you, the game. You want, you, sure, he did. Yeah, uh, I can tell you from firsthand experience that that LSU is building a fan base off of this championship and trying to recruit kids to go there because at 2 a.m. they sent an email out to all the prospective students saying, by the way, you'd be coming to the national championship school. Joe Burrows was dominant once again in his final performance. Was that the greatest season season for a college football player ever? 2020 title player. 2019 Heisman winner. Most passing touchdowns with 60. 
led the team to the second undefeated season, snapped Clemson's 29-game winning streak. One of only six quarterbacks who ever went undefeated, won a championship, and won the Heisman. And transferred from Ohio State. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know that that made you happy. That Yeah, uh, I mean, they have Justin Fields, so they just have a younger version, but... Um, uh, after the game, uh, Obel, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> He's such an idiot. Was was on the field. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, I know. I don't call people names a lot. First, but, he was. But he deserves it. He is. A, he is a complete moron. <laughs> first, he was so, giving out cash to people. Right. And then, after he was giving out cash to people, he smacked a security guard or police officer on the behind. To which there's an arrest warrant out because, for him. Because they were smoking cigars, and, and you're not supposed to be smoking. So, but that's not why Odell Beckham Jr. has an arrest warrant. It's for hitting a police officer. Well, that's but that's why. The police officer told them that they couldn't smoke in the building. So th- that's, that's what happened. But it wasn't just that. He apparently was handing out... They have video of him handing out cash. Now, LSU says that it wasn't real money. Somebody, somebody's got to find Not real money, out. Jeff. What, what is he doing? I mean, you asked me the question last week, why in the world was he handing out headphones to the players? And I still don't have the answer to that because that would seem to be a violation, right? But now you have a situation where Odell Beckham, who invites himself into the locker room, I know the, the players are allowed in, the old players are allowed in there, that's how LSU and a lot of colleges do it. Why is he handing out, even, let's, let's take his explanation, why is he handing out fake money? What exactly is the point of that? I didn't get okay. it. Okay, why <clears throat> ruin the moment for these kids? Which is basically it, he took the the spotlight aw- away from a bunch of kids that worked their butts off and deserved it, so that he could be the center of attention. That's really what this is about, and t- that makes me nauseous. Do you did you watch a lot of the game, yeah. or mm-hmm. you're not really? Uh, no, I'm just old. Were, were you up for the targeting call in the third quarter? Yes, where they ejected. The you linebacker? know, I was up for the targeting call because I texted you that that was the that was the moment that changed the game. Yeah, you weren't happy with that call. Uh, I, I targeting it. I I understand the reasoning for targeting. I just don't know what we're supposed to do. There's got to be some lesser punishment than than throwing a kid out. Um. I don't know what the answer is, but it does. It changes the entire dynamic of a game when it happens. I can tell you from watching Michigan games, there have been times, and it's usually for some reason, it's it's always like the middle linebacker or the linebacker because they're the ones that are coming hard at the guys across the middle. As a media person and communications person, you know I always enjoy the broadcast itself and how they do that. Mm-hmm. I love the mega cast that ESPN does. Oh, I hate those. Why? Well, I don't want all the busyness. I just want to watch the game. Uh, the command center has no. the stats and shots of the coaches. Because so it's watch in everything. The you know, the Sixers have that now. But so the Sixers have ones. another have another broadcast where they have just guys yapping in the corner and talking about betting and all sorts of stuff. And it's, I just want to watch they the game. They had a sounds of the game where there was no commentary. It was yeah. just a microphone in the stadium to hear the band and the reaction. Right. Like, that was cool. They had the coaches, I'd be good with that. They had the coaches' room where the but, coaches are literally analyzing okay, the plays, so going as, back as, and forth. As, as the older person of that of the generation that I'm about to criticize, why do you need all this other stuff? Is have sports, despite all the stuff that's going on with the sporting event, why do you need to entertain yourself? I feel like with I have a better understanding the of the sport and the atmosphere based on how they're broadcasting. 
It gives me a better feel for what's going on. Why do the coaches think they made that decision to make that call? In the mega cast, or can't in the, the mega cast? You can watch you okay, all different. Aren't ones. you okay with just the regular? I'm totally broadcast? fine with the regular broadcast. So what are you going to learn from the mega cast that you're not learning from the broadcast? The routes that they ran, how they it was talk run- about that. Uh, no, not not from a coach's standpoint. It's it's from a level that a basic fan who or somebody who's not a fan, a casual viewer, will understand the game. You get a better understanding yeah. of football itself watching from the coaches. Why are you so cranky about additional it's, see, options? It's not cranky. Nobody's taking it's, away your regular it, game watch. No, but I, it's, don't yuck my yum. What? So somebody used to tell me, don't yuck somebody else's yum. My mother-in-law. If somebody likes something, you don't have to say you don't like it. Just say, okay, I'm glad you like it. Just encourage me. I'm not going to say anything about family members, so you win. Come on. Just encourage me. No, I'm not encouraging it. I I, I just don't understand. Like, I'm going to go to a basketball game tonight. I could just watch the basketball game. I don't need T-shirts shoot shot at my head. Neither do I. Well, but that's not what I was watching. It's extra. It's all this extracurricular stuff. Why don't you like extra? Because uh, I'm happy with what I got. I'm happy with watching the sporting Can't event. Can't you be happy with what you have and enjoy the fact that they give you additional information? No. See, you don't like being no. overloaded see, with see, information. See, I went to a hockey game in the Czech Republic, and it was it was almost old school. First of all, I didn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> but but they the, they didn't have a bazillion stats on their scoreboard. Oh. They just when a guy scored a goal, they showed the goal. And you know what? I didn't miss all the other stuff. I enjoy you know uh, I'm a numbers guy, so I enjoy those stats during the game. Who's you dominating know what you do? the time you of possession? You pick up a newspaper afterwards and you, you But that's not in age. real time. Why do you need it in real time? Why can't I look at it afterwards and enjoy enjoy the the skill that these guys bring to the table? I do enjoy the skill while wondering how long they've had that skill on the field for. I don't understand why it's one or the other. Captain Statistics over there. I am Captain Mm -hmm. Statistics. Jeff, last minute, uh, Flyers, a little struggle. Carter Hart out two to three weeks, probably longer. That's the part that hurts. You concerned about that? Abdominal injury for a hockey player, lower Especially, it seems like goalies... This has become an issue more and more, and the abdominal injuries always seem to last and linger longer than they're supposed to, and that scares me. Uh, Alex, Alex Lyon is is a good guy to bring up, but Carter Hart, it was the future, and quite frankly, the reason I went to hockey games this year was to, to see Carter Hart. Did you watch the game the other night with Brad Marchant in the shootout? <laughs> Yeah. You ever seen anything like that, where a guy overskates the puck in the shootout, and that counts as a <laughs> shot, and you win the game? Ever? No. Uh, crazy. It was fun. Huh? I couldn't believe it ended I'll take that it, way. Right? I'll definitely take a it. Win's a win. People gonna start going to the games. When, I, I when Carter Hart comes back, I is, think. Is that what it is? When Morgan Frost comes back up, I still don't understand why he was sent back down. All right, that's the last it, thought. Thanks so much up. for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.